0: Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3
1: FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, bottom of the hour, we're going to have an update on what happened with the Phoenix police officer. Now that more details are coming out, um, I can tell you what I know about this grisly attack on this police officer. The update you heard Jeff just given the newscast. Um, and it was I think it was also Taylor Tashel that gave you the update that this uh, this officer is not expected to make it. Uh, at least one of the shots was to the head, eight bullets minimum uh, into this police officer. But the brutal details of this are worth repeating only so that, you know, what we're up against here. Three million dollar cash bond out for the guy that did it at eleven thirty five. I'm going to give you a complete update of what I know about this attack and uh, what we can do. I want to talk about schools and I want to talk about relations. Um, Maybe you will agree on this. Maybe we won't. Um, I don't believe that the isms that we fight are ingrained in us and we're not born with them. I think they're learned. Racism, sexism, homophobia, whatever, transphobia. I think all of these things are learned and I believe they can be unlearned. Um, And I think we're teaching it inadvertently to our kids. When you tell a little kid you're oppressed, he or she believes it. When you tell a little kid you're an oppressor because of the color of your skin, he or she believes it. And when we divide kids by those two classes at a young age, we are, we are whether you mean to or not, you can be saying I'm teaching history. No, you're teaching the present. And you're pitting one child against the other. Um, The best thing I think, in my opinion, the best thing for any child at a very young age is to be a part of a team. Any sport. I don't care which one it is. Um, In a band. Whatever. The reason why I say a team is because it's usually more kids than a band, is you know, for a few. And here's why. Growing up where I did, like many of you, anywhere you grow up, the integration of sports was so natural because the rules were the rules, which was if you're good enough to be on the field and you can help us win, you get the job. And I think that's the goal in life. If you are qualified, black, white, man, woman, gay, straight, who cares? If you are qualified to do the job, if you help us succeed, we want you. You're it. And that's the purity of sports. Um, I've mentioned before I was Pop Warner teammates with Deion Sanders. Um, I spent two years on the same team with Deion Sanders, um, and uh, he wouldn't have a clue who I am. Uh, That's how good I was. But I played on a team – Where there were 65, 60 kids that tried out for a 30-man squad or a 30-kid squad. So half the kids got cut. Just making the team was an accomplishment. And I was 11. That gives you an idea how competitive it was. Um, And it was in the South, in the 70s. And what's, you know, here's how ironic this was. I played for an organization at the time, and Pop Warner football was nationally known because we were national champs a bunch of times, um, called the Fort Myers Rebels. And our uh, mascot was a Confederate soldier. And we were required to wear khaki pants and a blue blazer to every away game. We all had the same uh, equipment bag. We looked like a college team of 11-year-olds. Somewhere in existence, there is a picture of Deion Sanders in a blue blazer with a Confederate soldier on the lapel. Um, As horrible as that sounds in the 21st century, no one gave it a second thought in the 1970s because what happened in the locker room and what happened on the field had nothing to do with that. No one cared how many parents were in your house. Nobody cared how much money you made. Nobody cared about anything other than can you help us win football games. Even at that age, that's how competitive it was. Can you help us win football games? So I think every kid should be in a team sport because it, get, takes, it gets rid of all. It gets rid of your selfishness. There are going to be t- people on your team you don't like and that don't like you. And you would never hang out together off the field. But on the field, you have to work together. And, man, that's a great lesson to learn when you're playing Pop Warner football when it means nothing. Denver, Denver Elementary School is under fire for a families of color playground night. Um, I, I'm really trying to keep it together with this. This breaks my heart. And I'm not being melodramatic. This breaks my heart. You have got kids in an elementary school that are already being taught. We have to set aside a night for people of color because you white kids are dominant and you white kids are oppressors. So in order to make it fair, you can't come to our party. Do You know how messed up that is for both groups of people. Do you know what a mess that is for both groups of people and the political climate we're in? That's what's happening. Here in Arizona, um, there's a story written um, in the Arizona Republic, and uh, it was written yesterday, and it's about Lindsay Love who is on the Chandler School Board. and it laments the fact that she's leaving the school board because people are mean to her. Um, I can tell you that um, Lindsay Love promotes, in my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, promotes racism. I've got a bunch of her tweets, I've got a bunch of her comments, And what she says, she's entitled to her opinion. But on her bio for the Chandler School Board, she's the Black Alliance president. Um, She says, um, being the the only and first black woman on the school board in Chandler, Arizona, comes with significant challenges and obstacles. By virtue of me being black and a woman, anything that I say is interpreted as being political. She is already setting up the divide. If you disagree with me, it's because I'm a black woman. Um it's interpreted as being political because we have politicized black bodies especially black women's bodies. People have characterized me as dangerous to children and wielding more power than I actually have in my role as a board member. I'm dangerous because I'm using inclusive language and uh she talks about the community and other marginalized groups that are not at the table. Um my fellow board members can say the same things I am saying and I am always categorized as angry and uncaring. Well I categorize some of the things that she says as angry and uncaring because I read the things that she says. She posts tweets. Um she posted a tweet at someone, there's this woman that's at Sue Ferrazy, and I apologize. I don't know what she's running for or who she is. Lindsay Love's Twitter pages love to disrupt. L U V, the number two disrupt. She said, I didn't make the law. I didn't make law like at Sue for AZ, but I certainly make news. High racist. That's her tweet. I categorize that as angry. I categorize that as antagonistic. And it goes on and on and on. And everything is about race. Everything is through the prism of skin color. It's a taught thing. Teaching kids about the differences in culture is an amazingly good thing. Teaching people that one color oppresses the other is good for neither one. You're setting up battles that don't need to be there. And it's a shame. Some of my best friendships and relationships and lessons were learned in locker rooms and by friends of mine of different cultures and colors and religions. And and that was all afforded to me because of organized sports, either as a player or as a coach. And we are taking away that ability for us to interact and appreciate differences in color and culture and make it about us versus them all the time. And I hate it. I'm not embarrassed to say I hate it. And uh, having a color, you know, a a people of color only night on a playground at an elementary school, is is mentally abusing these kids. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Coming up in a moment, the biggest news stories of the day, all in one segment. We call it, Did You Hear This? We'll do it in a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, let's get it rolling. Lots of news to cover. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories.
0: And we'll start with vaccines and mandates. The parent company a Fry's Food Store just delivered a lump of coal in the stockings of some of their employees. Kroger announcing a COVID surcharge for unvaccinated salary employees. A statement from the company says it's a $50 per month penalty starting in January and applies to those workers enrolled in the company's health care plan. Hourly workers and unionized workers are exempt. The move comes as Kroger eliminates COVID-19 leave for unvaccinated associates. Is this a wise move, Mike, considering how tight
1: the labor market is right <laughs> it's, now? It's in Insane. First of all, they're doing this to their employees. Well, except for the union members and except for these other people. So it is a political statement. It is a dividing statement. It's going to make unhappy employees. Unhappy employees make unhappy customers. And it's absolutely useless. It accomplishes absolutely nothing. So why do something that's going to cause bad attitudes in some people that accomplishes nothing? The reason? Politics. And the politics suck.
0: Senator Mark Kelly on with Arizona's Morning News earlier today and was asked what he would tell his constituents who are struggling to put food on the table and gas in their vehicles due to inflation. So we've got legislation that it hasn't passed yet, but it's designed to bring down the costs
1: of of certain things. I've also, by the way, asked the White House to address this issue of the price of gasoline.
0: Now, kind of a vague answer, not really any specifics on anything. So uh, what steps should the administration take to lower the cost of gas? Well,
1: they could they could open up drilling. They could not put fees on on- and offshore drilling. They could make it easier to drill, and they could bring back fracking. They could do these things that would drive down the price because we would become producers again. That would be the number one thing you can do. You drive down the price of gasoline, which in turn drives down the price of shipping, which in turn drives down the price of goods and services. That would be a great place to start for American families. Again, you may agree with the Biden agenda on climate change and destruction the fossil fuel industry but doing it right now on the backside of covid the timing couldn't be worse so are they going to side with the american people or are they going to stick to their agenda that's the question you are listening to did you hear this every day at this time to get you caught up on the headlines what's next jeremy well uh,
0: while most polls and political experts show republicans poised to retake both the house and senate in the 2022 midterms President Biden is apparently hearing or feeling something different. At least he was during last night's DNC holiday party. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, Bal. You're going in for a problem. We're going to win in 2022. Do you think Biden really believes that, or was he just trying to spread some holiday cheer to the Democrat troops?
1: Again, it's called preaching to the choir. You know, you know what to do when you're in front of an audience like that. I just think it was funny that it was a Christmas party. That the message that the president brings to his party at Christmas time is to encourage them that no matter what the polls say, we're going to win in 2022. I, I just that didn't sound like. Maybe he did have a Christmas message, and that was just a little piece of it. Uh, I just thought it was weird for a Christmas party. <laughs>
0: And finally today, Mike, the juice is officially loose. Again, ABC legal analyst Dan Abrams tells us why O.J. Simpson is now free from parole after being convicted of armed robbery in 2007. It means that he didn't do anything bad. He didn't do anything wrong. He had a whole list of restrictions of things he wasn't allowed to do. He wasn't allowed to drink in excess. He wasn't allowed to use drugs. There were uh, weapons possession issues, etc. He had to report monthly. He, he was on the up and up on all of that.
1: What's next for O.J. Simpson? Well, I mean, thank God he's free. Now we can go find the real killer. I mean, that's what we've been been waiting for. a long search. And apparently the real killer of O.J.'s ex-wife, you know what, I shouldn't, I'm not making light of the situation because the Goldman family, some of them still live in Arizona, this was a horrible murder. I'm mocking O.J. Simpson saying he's going to be dedicated for the rest of his life to finding his ex-wife's real killer. Let me explain something. Unless it is somebody that's working at a golf course, unless it's a greenskeeper, he's not looking for anybody. So I don't know where he'll end up probably florida or texas i'm guessing where there's a lot of golf courses but oj simpson is free uh you know lock your doors um am i allowed to say that is it okay to say lock your doors is that wrong no that's, that's uh, fine. okay right. all right uh, I, I just uh, we th- that trial i remember where i was this is so horrible um everybody does I think. you want to know why you know i was married to my high school sweet Heart for a minute. I mean, it lasted a couple of months. It was over very quickly. Uh, We were on our honeymoon. This is what a redneck I am. We were on our honeymoon, which was two days in Disney World, and I was in the resort room sitting on the foot of the bed watching the slow roll chase with uh with ac Collings and him cowering in the back seat so everybody was captivated by that trial um so anyway oj's out it's over it's done with and we'll see what the next chapter keep
0: holds. posting twitter videos
1: yeah of course he will and his political opinions that everybody cares about in a moment uh a a very sad update on the condition of this young police officer in phoenix and what we're now hearing about the suspect and bond all that's coming up in a few moments Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Yesterday morning, the Valley awakened to the sad news of a shooting of a young Phoenix police officer. And the details were kept uh, close to the vest for a very good reason during the investigation. Uh, but the details of this have been coming out more and more, and, and I can talk more about what I know and, and what I've heard and what's true and what's not. Um, uh, the details of this are are disturbing. Uh, there's no way around it. and um, But I think they're important to talk about because there is good versus evil in this world. And um, they met at about 2 a.m. at 15th Avenue in Camelback. Um, you have a young 22-year-old officer. And when I say young, youth matters from the perspective of he had his whole has his whole life in front of him, um, but also a young officer in the sense that he wasn't long out of the academy and off of FTO or field training officer. He was a solo as an officer less than a year, but dedicated to his job, was appreciated and admired and has been admired by his squad mates. And um, if there is a miracle and he survives, he's pro- he's never going to be a cop again. But. They're saying the outlook now is that he's not going to make it. Um, He was shot at least eight times. One at least one of those was shot in the head. Um, And uh, the uncle said that they they know as a family they believe in miracles and they know at this point that's what it's going to take for this young man to survive. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the suspect, but I think it's important for you to understand the level of evil that's involved here. The guy had been convicted convicted of multiple, multiple felonies, been to prison multiple times at the age of 24, um, all of them involving violence, um, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated robbery, with a deadly weapon. These were, these are crimes with a deadly weapon. And yet, in spite of all of those felonies and all of the gun laws that are out there, this guy had another gun. This young police officer didn't have his gun out. There was no need for the guns to be out. They were looking for a suspicious vehicle. No need to have his gun out. So he's walking around. He gets ambushed by this suspect who unloads a full magazine or a magazine on this officer, shooting him even when he was on the ground. There was no need for one gunshot. Cop didn't have his gun out. No need for one gunshot. He was shot at least eight times. This is where I'm angry, and this is so disturbing, because the body cam video told the entire story. After this evil guy unloaded on this police officer and emptied his gun, he then tried to get the officer's gun out of his holster. Now, officers have 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 holsters that have a catch that you have to take them out of the holster a certain way to prevent. If you're in a fist fight or in a wrestling match with a suspect, they can't easily remove your gun from the holster and take it from you. So this young this guy didn't know how to manipulate that holster and couldn't get that that gun out of his holster or we might have had more officers dead because as other officers approached he was trying to get this gun on top of of the officer he had just shot at least 8 times that's the kind of evil and heartlessness that we're dealing with he had just unloaded on this cop and is now trying to steal from him laying on the ground other cops approached he ran they caught him that's what we're dealing with here we're dealing with a career criminal that uh i was on his facebook page yesterday uh, i don't know if it's still up but i was on his facebook page yesterday um not that many pictures on there but every one of those pictures there's one of him um folding out um 100 dollar bills like a deck of cards giving the finger to the camera uh, another one where he's posing as a selfie in the mirror giving gang signs in a mirror um uh you read the things on his facebook page and it's about violence and gangs and 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 things of that nature Um, That's who you're dealing with. That that is what the police face. You know, we as a society believe certain things based on our own um, experiences. And we think that, you know, when I've been pulled over more than I want to admit, but I've been pulled over by the police. And when I get pulled over, I keep my hands on the steering wheel or I keep them where the officers can see them. Um, If it's at night, I turn on the interior lights in my vehicle. I put the windows down so that the officer approaching my car can see that I'm unarmed. There's nobody in my back seat. I'm no threat. Um, I Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't reach for anything until they tell me to. I inform them that I'm armed, that there's a gun in the vehicle. uh, And you just figure that's how people behave. And that's not how people behave. This was a call about a suspicious vehicle. There was no need for violence from anyone. None of the Phoenix police officers shot at anyone. Even after this guy had just unloaded on their coworker and was trying to steal from him, did they shoot this suspect? Why? He wasn't armed. No reason to shoot. So they took him into custody. So... I, I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to mention it again because I, I just think the timing is horrible. I think the timing of this is is so insensitive. And, and maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you'll agree. The Arizona Republic ha- must have been working on this story for quite a while. Why they chose today to publish it, I don't know. But one day after... A 22 year old Phoenix police officer is gunned down brutally and is probably not going to survive. And and that is now what we're hearing from doctors. He's on life support. He is not expected to survive, barring some kind of miracle. The, the Arizona Republic, the, the newspaper of record in our town, decided that today was the day to publish a story called A Tale of Two Cities. Why two newsrooms, 1,700 miles apart, teamed up to investigate unfair and unequal policing. Tone deaf much? Little tone deaf maybe over at the Republic? Again, you can point out absurdity by flipping a topic upside down and seeing if it's absurd. So if you don't see the absurdity there, I want you to think about Minneapolis. If the day after George Floyd's death, his murder, the day after his murder, the newspaper of record in that town printed a story. That was pro police and anti BLM. You tell me what would have happened in the court of public opinion had that happened 24 hours, uh, less than you know, 36 hours later. And that's what the Arizona Republic did today. Now, story valid, story right for people. Yeah, you know, it's a news story. Today, the day to publish it. I, I just think it's tone deaf. I think you're completely out of touch. Uh, you know, you've got a family, you've got siblings. And, and I think about the siblings. I remember what it, I and I'm not putting him in the past tense. When my brother was killed, I remember I remember the phone call. I got about it. I remember that my mom was there with the military, and I remember hearing her in the background crying, but there were people with her. I remember hanging up the phone and calling my surviving brother, my youngest brother, the police officer, and the sheer um, anguish in my brother's voice as he was driving to my mother. And here I am all these miles away in Arizona. I couldn't get home fast enough um, to be with my family. I think about those family members and what they're going through right now. And they're planning Christmas. They bought presents probably already. They've got probably decorations up and they may be planning a funeral, barring a miracle, planning a funeral for Christmas. The Phoenix Police Department, um, for all of you out there that are part of the defund the police movement, um, the Phoenix Police Department never quit working. Every single call for service since the moment this happened up until right at this moment and every moment after this, the Phoenix Police Department went to work and did their job and answered calls for service when the public needed them. So now they need the public. We have a city council that has bought into at least in part the defund the police movement and they have bought into some of the mindset getting rid of school resource officers in the city of Phoenix um, and a number of things. So what can we do? What can we as citizens do? Well, I'm going to tell you what we can do. Give me a moment. Uh, We come back from this break before we close out the show. What you and I, what real things can we do to help in a situation like this? I'll talk about it next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast yet, you can do it right now. It's simple to do. It doesn't matter which device you have. Android. It doesn't matter if it's an Apple device. It's very simple. Never miss a minute of the show again. The Mike Broomhead Show podcast brought to you this week by Retirement Planners of America. A few minutes left before we close it out. What can we do? Everybody wonders what we can do for this family and for this officer that's been injured so severely that we now are hearing is on life support and not expected to live, Um First of all, pray. And I know that sounds very trite and contrived, but it isn't. This family has asked for prayers. Um, and it's it, it, I believe in the power of prayer Just like everyone else does The prayers for my family Meant the world to me When people said We're praying for you And I believe that they really were And not just saying that It's meaningful it, it is a way that you can show um, Solidarity with someone In 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 going to God And saying We want what's best for this family We're praying for this family And so I would say to you Very honestly That's the one thing All of us can do If you're a believer In it, whatever faith you are If you are a believer in a creator prayer works and and prayer for comfort for safety for um, for peace is 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 something that we all can do. But practically what can we do in our community? And I would say being engaged and involved. Not I mean I'm angry right now. I'm very angry. It, but it's not about the anger. I'm angry because I love what these men and women do and I hate when they pay such a heavy price for it. Um, we can vote Uh, We can look out there at people. You're never going to find someone you agree with completely on anything. I mean, I change my mind on things. I disagree with myself, Um, but there is an attitude out there of some people on our city council and elected to major offices that are overtly anti-police. Many of them don't see the police as um, as the most important thing or public safety, like they say in a campaign. But. We should be engaged as a public and our elected leaders should know that one of the for, we know that the first responsibility of any governmental body is public safety. So our city council, their number one job is public safety. If you need a, not, if you call 911, you get a response from the fire department or the police department. And we are not. We are not equipping our police departments with enough labor force, enough manpower and with equipment that they need. Same with the fire department. And we're doing that because it's not a priority. It isn't. You know, the mayor of Phoenix went to this climate summit halfway around the world to talk about climate change and reduce, you know, painting things white to to reflect the heat here in Arizona. Far as I know, she never showed her face at the hospital. Um. I'm not calling her a bad person. I'm talking about where the priorities are. What are the priorities? And... We should be if we want to be an engaged society and we truly want to support the men and women who wear the uniforms of firefighters and of police officers, and in this case, especially police officers, then we should be actively out there supporting people that will do that when they're elected to office and not create the office of accountability that's going to go and get cops and try to demonize cops that we are going to say we understand and we agree that if you're a bad cop, you got to go. If you're a cop that makes a mistake worthy of punishment, you should be punished. And if part of that punishment is losing your job or part of that punishment is incarceration, that will happen to you. But we are going to realize that it is a dangerous job. It is something that is uh, life or death on a daily basis. And we are going to give you every opportunity to succeed to succeed with the partners you need on the street with the equipment you need to do that job and with the support of all of us and i'm i'm being very serious about this we need to seek out and hold accountable people in legislative positions that will not only say that and put it on a campaign sign but do it the men and women of the police department need our support right now emotionally and spiritually because of what's happened to a fellow officer. But if we really want long-term support for these men and women, we need to be active in making sure that the people that write their paychecks and the people that give them their budgets and the people that hold them accountable are people that understand the job, how important it is, and we treat them accordingly. That is a big thing we can do. And maybe it's time we commit to doing it. And we put people on notice that if you're an anti-cop person, I don't care what political party you're on, you're going to be out. You're going to be out of a job. That should be our number one goal. I'll be back tomorrow morning, and uh, we're going to do it all over again. At Broomhead KTAR on Twitter, Mike Broomhead on Instagram. That's how you can find me. We start the show around 8 a.m. Hope you can join me for part of your day. Till then, God bless.